On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about a killer, but it's not what you think. So stay tuned. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Codebred, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And Carrie and I are going to be talking about, yes, a killer, but not like we don't need to give you like a trigger warning or anything. It's not what you think, but it is kind of a silent killer. And, and it's something that unfortunately affects a lot of people. We're talking about conveniences. I think that this was, of course, this topic was brought up by one of our members of our family, which will remain anonymous. Who will remain anonymous? They're not a witch. Um, Anyway, who will remain anonymous? And they brought it up. They were in a relationship that was very bad for them and very abusive. And they said to me this exact statement, Christy, and it was so poignant. I said, that'll make a podcast. And it was, I was sitting in the convenience. I was staying in the convenience. Now, a lot of you uh, English gurus may be like, that doesn't make sense. How can you stay in convenience? How can you sit in convenience? And the idea is staying somewhere longer than you should be for putting up with more than you should and staying somewhere simply for the reason that number one, it could be scary when you leave and you don't know what's out there. And number two, it's just easier to stay because of number one. And I think that a lot of women, unfortunately, find themselves in this situation all the time. I was in a domestic violence situation back when I was 18, 19. And I was what kept me in that not for too long, though. I mean, I got out pretty, pretty quick, but what kept me from telling anybody or for getting out sooner when it happened the first time was embarrassment. I was so embarrassed at what people would say. I was embarrassed that I made a decision. I jumped into this relationship too quick. I didn't know what I was doing. All the things people said, you know, like you're, you're crazy. You shouldn't be doing this. You don't even know them or all all those things. People say, people say all kinds of things. And I was just bound and determined to prove them wrong. And I knew I couldn't prove them wrong, but at that point I was just too humiliated to leave. And I do think that embarrassment is a lot of why people stay. But Christy, imagine if you had stayed a high school graduate um, and you had some good skills, but not necessarily super marketable skills. Now, imagine that you had a kid or two and all of a sudden the domestic violence became what was normal for you, normal for your children. And it was too scary to leave because you knew you understood the once a week beatings. You knew that was coming. You understood the mental abuse. You knew that was coming. That became normal for you. That dysfunction became normal for you. And then it's abnormal or scary to think of a life outside of that abusive relationship. And I do believe this is where a lot of people get caught. And for some of them, when we say it's a killer, I mean it that women die all the time from domestic violence 
situations because they are too scared, too scared of the unknown. And it's easier to sit in the convenience and that feeling of knowing what's going to happen rather than leave. We could go so many different directions with this, which I'm sure we will. We got to fill up. We got to fill up 30 minutes somehow. I can sit here and talk, but definitely weight loss. Now, sis, you were 270 pounds. Uh, you've kept a hundred pounds off for over a, over a dozen years. And was it sitting in convenience for you? What was it that kept you? Could you relate to this as far as your weight loss journey goes? Right. You know, I've never been a small person my whole life. I'm probably smaller now better than more than I was in high school. I mean, it's easy for me to, I think that's fair. Don't you think Christy, or at least I'm in definitely better shape. I can tell you that <laughs> exercise wise, but I, I think that definitely what was the fear of the unknown? What does my life look at 150 pounds, 180 pounds, uh, 200 pounds? I hadn't been to those points in so long that I, I believe that I just forgot what it could be like. Just like being in a, in a dysfunctional relationship, you forget what it could be like on the other side. And so, Christy, it was way easier for me to stay in the convenience of being heavy because I knew what that was like. I knew what it was like to try to find clothes that covered up. I knew what it was like to stand in the back of the photos. I knew what it was like to go to the big girl section, the Lane Bryant's, the Torrid, all those stores. I knew that life, but the life of being a normal sized person was almost, even though we all, all of us heavy people want it, Christy, it's almost scary in a way. And sitting in that convenience is what kills people, not only in domestic violence situations, but with your health, sitting in an unhealthy weight for your body size, you know, can in a lot of cases be deadly. We've talked about this. What's even more relatable to our rebels listening right now is the convenience of the way our food industry is set up nowadays with the abundance of fast food out there, the abundance of processed food. And I know our moms and Carrie, you can speak to this as well. You've raised four kids and I know that our moms, they are, it's convenient to do Uber eats. It's convenient nowadays in 2023 to do DoorDash. It's convenient to just run over to Taco Bell, to run to, to Panera bread. It's just, it's, it's more work to meal prep and to try to make your kids food than it is just to order something and have it delivered. Something that's not something like that. That's a Sonic burger or, uh, you know, uh, a chili cheese fries. It's just, it's just more convenient than to just go ahead and order it, then fight with your kids and fight with your dishes and have to go through all that hassle. And why is that Christy? Is it because we are such a busy society that we really cannot stop and show love to our family by cooking a meal. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you know, a soup, a soup, you know, and I made the gnocchi by hand. It doesn't have to be like that. It can just be, you know, brown some meat, put some low sugar spaghetti sauce on it and make up some zoodles and throw them on top. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. But I think, Christy, we get caught up in number one, the lie that eating healthy is expensive. Okay. We've debunked that. We're not going to go into that. Number two, we get caught up in the lie that our family isn't going to like it. Number two, and that it's going to take a lot of time. And, and Christy, we also get caught by consumerism, which has addicted us to these foods. And at the time of this recording, 
we, Christy and I each have a VIP uh, coaching group that you can get daily messages from us. And it is coderaylifestyle.com forward slash VIP to check it out. But you know what I said to my people this morning, Christy? I said, I'm proud of you. You are swimming against the flow. You are the salmon trying to go up the up the ladder to get to the ocean, to be able to, to be able to lay your eggs, to be able to make more salmon. It's not easy. It is not easy. And Christy, of course, it's easier to stay ordering dominoes at night. I mean, it's more expensive, but of course it feels like it's easier just to eat the foods you know, and you love, and they bring you, they bring you emotional comfort. So definitely you are streaming up hill. You are streaming, you're going against the flow, but what people don't understand is how great it is on the other side of being healthy. And it does get convenient to put on the LuLaRoe leggings. It does get convenient just to throw on a pair of sweatpants. It just feels convenient to put on a sweatshirt, especially right now in the wintertime. We're recording this in the wintertime. It's so easy just to cover up with something comfy and you just throw in a ball cap and you don't even, you know, like, well, it's so convenient that it is to uh, wear the jeans that sure bring your weight gain right to the forefront of your mind. But I want to echo Carrie to say that it's so much better on this side of things because now you can you can comfortably wear whatever you want. I know that I'm personally down over 20 pounds in my journey and it's, I can fit into anything I want. I've done a podcast called the top five things I've noticed since losing 20 pounds. And that's one of the things I brought up. I can fit and it, it feels so good. I don't dread anything anymore. Well, Christy, you dread something before. Well, I, I let my weight get up a little bit higher than what I was comfortable with. And I avoided certain pieces of clothing just like you, but now I don't, I don't have to. And man, that's freeing. It really is. And I, I think that the other thing that comes into play here is truly fear, mm. truly fear for this family member that was leaving the abusive relationship. They said, it's just so scary on the other side, because mm. if you leave somebody, you leave, you leave the friends, you knew you leave the job, you knew in some cases, you leave the house, you know, you leave the stuff, you know, and you have to go into the unknown and the unknown is a really scary place alone. It is the unknown of what does goal weight look like for me? The unknown is how do I eat for the rest of my life? The unknown of what do I do with relationships that don't know how to take me as I lose weight? Those are some pretty big unknowns. Friends that want to be your friends if you're fat, but don't want to be your friends if you're normal size. Those are, so I think that fear, just plain old fear keeps us in convenience and keeps us from moving ahead. I see this all the time. The unknown of uh, getting attention that you didn't get before the looks, the yeah. maybe the cat calls. I don't know if anybody cat calls anymore. Uh, I will cat call a girl sometimes that I think that looks, <laughs> it's highly inappropriate. I did it anyway. I've never had a girl get mad, but the, the attention, just the, the male, female attention that we're just, we're just, you know, we, we get for being girls and getting attention, having, you know, having a, a, a weight for you. That is where you should be. You're going to, you're going to draw some attention. You might not have gotten a lot of attention when you were heavier. Did you notice that sis, when you um, dropped over a hundred pounds, you started getting like, like, woo. yeah, I mean, I got, I don't, I don't know who cat calls anymore, but, no. uh, except for you. 
Yeah. You're the only one that cat calls. Sometimes I'll go to mm, mm, when I walk by something. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah, they'll go. Mm, mm, and I'll think, what is the thing? I'm looking at my juicy booty is what they're looking at. <laughs> but uh, the other thing I was going to say, Christy, that I think is a big problem is um, the effort. Number two is the effort. So I am talking about effort in all different areas. And let me just give you an example of from my own life. When I got a divorce, I remember sitting in the bathroom knowing that it was way past time to get a divorce. I knew for a long time that I was past the time. Things were not repairing. Things were not getting better. There was definitely some emotional abuse taking place. And I'm again, I'm not trying to talk about, about any of the parties involved, but there was some separating me from my family. So I knew, I knew I'm not a stupid person. I knew it needed to happen. And Christy, all I could think about was how nice it would be to stay in the right there in the point of my convenience because I got to change my last name. I got to get an attorney. We have to start the big fight. Now uh, he has to find a place to live. Who gets this asset? Who gets that asset? What do you do with kids? And the same could be, it, it was awful. Like it was overwhelming to me to think about all that. The same could be thinking of you're maybe facing, you know, you need to lose weight. Trust me, no one is ever surprised by the fact they need to lose weight. People know they need to lose weight, but they sit there, Christy, and they go, I got to clean out my cupboard. I got to start telling the kids no to McDonald's. I got to start walking by Sally's desk with the baby peanut M&M sitting on it. And you just think about all this untangling and these things that have to be done and just the, just the exhaustion of the effort it's going to take which it's not as much effort as you think. Your brain is just telling you it's a lot of effort. But I will say on the other side of that, getting out of that relationship, on the other side of losing the weight, that I'm really glad I did it. But when you're on the backside of it, trying to start, number one, the fear, and number two, the thought of just the exhaustion of the effort you have to go through is really overwhelming for a lot of people. That's an incredible point. And it is a lot of effort and we get that as far as I love what you said, untangling that is, that is spot on. That is exactly what happens because you do become tangled with the people in your life that do, you do margarita Mondays. You might go to Bunko and you guys eat your way through Bunko and someone's a designated driver and you guys all go home together. And that's just been what you've been doing for the last seven and a half years. And uh, these are your friends and you do certain things. And I know when people go through AA, they a lot of times have to wipe out their friends that were with them during the drinking years. And they they don't go to the places that they go that they used to go that perpetuated their drinking problem. And so this is so much like that. You, you do have to clean out that friends list. And we talk about that on the 10 pound takedown. We, I teach on that in an entire teaching just on cleaning out your friends list and the untangling man, just expect is probably going to happen. You're it's, it's, it's not easy, but the juice is worth the squeeze on the other side. I can think of one other reason and I may come up with more, but, um, the third reason, of course, fear, like you said, the exhaustion, the effort is overwhelming. And number three is embarrassment is another one. Like Chrissy talks about the embarrassment. Oh, they're going to, I'm starting a new program. They know I'm, you know, I'm leaving him. I'm, I'm so upset. I didn't fail. And a lot of that is our upbringing too, you know, that made you feel badly about a failed marriage, uh, about a failed diet. But I would say number four would be feeling sorry. What do I mean by that? 
Well, this person that left the relationship, they said they were saying stuff like, I just feel sorry for where this person is now. Now, anybody outside of it goes, are you crazy? Like they were so abusive to you. Why do you feel sorry for them? But you look back at your old life and part of you mourns that old life. Now, Christy, you've never been morbidly obese, but there have been moments when I have, and you guys can call me crazy, comment if this has happened to you, but you sort of mourn the loss of certain foods. You do, because I had an emotional relationship with French bread and butter. I had an emotional relationship with, with honestly, with Swedish fish. I had an emotional relationship with my ex-husband, even though it wasn't healthy. So part of you feels sorry for yourself having to go through this. And you also are sad about mourning the loss of these dysfunctional relationships. Is my relationship with French bread functional? No, I would eat a whole loaf if I could with butter on it in a heartbeat. Like I'm going to just admit that was my relationship with my ex functional. No, it was not. It was dysfunctional on so many levels. It was mentally bad for both of us. But Christy, a part of you mourns that it's part of being an addict. It's part of being a food addict. You mourn the loss of those things. So I think we kind of feel sorry. I, I say to myself, I can't believe I got myself in this situation again where I had to lose weight. How, why, how? And you just get way inside your head with the whys, the hows, the I can't believe I'm here again. I'm so sorry about how this happened. And this sadness, this mourning, I think keeps us in our point of convenience, because it's much easier to say, oh, just forget it. Well, we'll I know. Are you going to try hard? I'll try hard. I'll try to make things work. Mm. Or you say to the food, I'm just going to eat less of you. It'll be okay. I'm going to go to the gym. We make deals mm. so we can get out of the uncomfortable feelings that come because we have to break up with food Oof. just the same way we break up with a person. This is good stuff. Yeah. I know that I left a very very toxic relationship. And I was out of it. I was moved out. It was down. Then I found out he'd, he'd had a seizure. It was in the hospital. Uh, and I ran to that hospital to see if he was okay. And I, I, I'm so embarrassed at myself. Really, Christy? Like, why do we, why would you ever like screw him? You know, why would you ever go back? I didn't go back. I just was worried. And I, that's a great point. You do feel sorry for that person. Well, I didn't what kind of whatever, what kind of position did I leave him in? Is he going to be okay? Maybe I should try harder. Is he ruined now? Uh, 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 you know, and, and it's, it's so hard to watch our family member go through this. Cause we are much older and we're like, ah, we know we've been through these things. So we're like, you're fine. Stop doing that. And they're going, and I remember going through that too. And it's so frustrating, but you make a great point about feeling sorry and going back. Breaking up is very hard to do. Just like breaking up is hard to do. I mean, it's true. Breaking up is hard to do. Whether you're breaking up with ice cream bars mm. or you're breaking up with Bob, it doesn't matter. It is hard to do. And, but I want to speak to the people that haven't yet started the journey, or maybe you're in an, maybe you're in a less than desirable relationship uh, with a person. Maybe it's not even a significant other. Maybe it's just a friendship or you're in a less than desirable relationship with food. I want you to know that Chrissy and I get how you feel right now. We get that you feel scared and embarrassed and ashamed and you don't know what's coming next and you're sad about breaking up, 
we get all of those feelings and your feelings are completely valid. But if you're not careful, if you're not careful, listen, if you're not careful, you're going to end up 20 years down the road saying, what happened to my life? You're going to end up a hundred pounds on the road saying, how did we get here? Christy, how many people I'm getting boobs, what I'm getting worked up. How many people have said to us, how did I get to 200 pounds? How did I get to 300 pounds? How did I get to 400 pounds? I have heard those words over and over and over and over since I've been working for you. This is not an unheard of concept. If you are not careful wanting to stay in the point of your convenience, someday you will look back and you'll say, how did I get here? And I only say that because I have experienced it and I have seen it over and over. And I was certainly, you know, when I left Miles, I, you know, we'd been together 10 years and he wasn't abusive. There was no infidelity. There was no abuse. There was no, there was, there were no lies. It's just a man. I was stuck in that convenience. Uh, and I knew it wasn't the best relationship for me and it, it, I wasn't happy, but it was so convenient to be in it. You know, we both, we split all the expenses and we had two dogs and we tag teamed everything. And, and I, but I would just lay my head down at night and I just wasn't happy, but it was like, I knew I needed to leave, but it was, it wasn't bad, bad to where I had, uh, you know, a black eye and bruises. Like I needed to leave immediately to get out to save my life. It was just a matter of laying my head down at night, knowing I wasn't living my best life. I wasn't right. the happiest I could possibly be. I was just putting up with status quo and I just living my life like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Guys, it doesn't have to be that way for you. Uh, it's okay. You know, if you have, if you started off at 230 pounds and you made it down to 170 and you need to get down to 130 pounds, we're proud of you. Like you have done just a, that's a, that's a massive improvement going from 230 down to 170, but now you're stuck and you're still 40 pounds over and you're like, eh, at least I'm not a hundred pounds over, you know, and you, you just, you accept that this is okay. We just want to encourage you that you're getting stuck in that convenience. We're proud of you for the, the, the progress that you've made, but don't get stuck here in this convenience and going through the motions. And that's what I was doing, sis, going through the motions in so many areas of my life where I just get comfortable and just go through the motions and be like, ah, it's, it's good enough. There's an old church song that Christy will know as soon as I sing it. <clears throat> and it goes, change me, Lord, change me, Lord. Don't let me stay the same. But you know what? I, I want to work with people. I want to be around people. I want to vibrate with people who won't let me stay the same. I, I want to, just like God doesn't leave us alone. The Bible says God chases after us. He leaves the 99 and comes for the one. And so the same thing is true about you guys in this journey. Like Chris, partner with somebody who doesn't let you stay the same. Partner with somebody who challenges you. I mean, we have got 5 million programs you can sign up with Code Red. I mean, there's a program for everything. You're struggling with grief. We got a program. You're struggling to find your new self. We got a program to help you. You want your customized home study numbers. We got you. But the biggest thing we got for you is we're not going to let you stay the same. We're not going to let you sit at the point of your convenience. We're not going to pat you on the head when you fail week after week and say, oh, it's okay. Let's just go eat some chips and tacos. We're not going to do that. 
So even though it's painful and it's hard and it's scary and you're embarrassed and you're mourning the loss of this previous life, you need to partner with someone who won't let you stay the same. Right now we're recording this at the first of the month and every first of the month, the mentors and the coaches send me in their progress photos and I have to do it with my coach and they have to do it with me. And then we've been doing this for years and it's, I battle with this all the time because I see a mentor or a coach who isn't there living their best self. They could be making improvements and they are, they're not. And I try to not say something, sis. I try to let it go, but I refuse to let them stay the same. And I, and I, ha- I have to say something in a loving way. Of course I say, so tell me what is your, what, what's your protocol for this? How has it been going with this? Uh, when was the last time you had a body fat percentage test? You know, what kind of progress are you making in this area? And they're always honest with me and, and tell me, but I can't just bite my tongue. I'm not going to stand by and let these and let my, our team, you know, just stay the same. And I know with you being my sister, um, you were, you know, making some improvements and you were inspired by my journey and you were like, you know, I'm going to make some improvements. I'm going to drop some, drop some LBs and you were doing great. And then Brandon had unexpected surgery and I haven't said anything because I'm walking (laughs) this line between my sister having to take care of everything, 100% of everything. And I still want her to, to not stay the same. I still want her to make improvements, you know? know. So I'm like, Oh, I'll tell you my weight when we get off here. Okay. (laughs) I don't have a problem with that. (laughs) I just been like, don't, you know, like, it's uh, not bad. uh, uh, Not bad. Walk. Okay. Good. Walk that line. I said, it's not perfect, but it's not bad. And it's, it's, it is, it's hard. It's hard to, you don't know, you know, I, and mom does that for me. I'll be over at mom's house, you know, and she'll pull out something and I'll go to reach for it. And she'll say, Christy Lynn, you're in prep. And I'm like, I know mom, but it looks so good. And, and, and put it back, mom, put it back. Quit making and she Carrie. She made freaking pumpkin pie the other day. We oh, had company God. over and I went and she made enchiladas, Lord Jesus, some for my soul. And it's just, she's just such a good cook, you know? So, but she does go, honey, honey. And I'll be like, I know, mom, I know, I know you're right. Put it away, you know, like, and and so we do that for each other, but we refuse to let you stay this way. Change me, Lord, change me, Lord. I love that song. That's always, oh, I just, yeah, I, that's huge. Um, don't let me stay the same. And we will not let you say the same. We're not going to excuse the behavior of you washing down an entire bag of Oreo stuffed Oreos with a bottle of wine. We're not going to go. It's all right. Mm, Your husband was caught cheating with you on the secretary. We're just not, we're just not going to coddle you. And I said this on the last podcast, we're going to come around you. We're going to love you, but man, we're going to hold your feet to the fire, but we're going to do it in love. Right. Absolutely. hundred percent. You have to find some people that are not okay with letting you stay where you were. Do you, you think we should sing the song? You sing one line, then I'll sing the other. No, because you're going to start it too high. And then I'm going to be like, what do you mean? You, you have a higher voice than I do. I don't know. I don't like my voice. You have a good voice. My friend Jenna said, you have a good voice. And I was like, and I, I said, it's it's mediocre at best. I mean, I don't. Why are we so hard on ourselves about our voices? People always put on my Instagram, love your voice. I'm like, it's 5.30 AM. I'm walking out to the chickens. I'm like, Change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Then with our other sister, sister, we're like, she's just so great. She's got a great voice. And we're really like 
into her, but we don't feel that way about ourselves. I know. We're hard I know. on ourselves. Why? Every time I sing a song for my VIP group, because I did, well, it wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. And I talked, I sang that song for them the other day. Yeah. If you join my VIP group, I sing to you as badly or as wonderfully as you want to interpret it. <laughs> It is a great group, coderedlifestyle.com forward slash VIP. And it's a, it's a real hardcore connection where Carrie and I send you daily live messages to your phone. You do have a weekly meeting with us. Uh, my program has a few more deliverables than Carrie's just because of logistics. We couldn't get, you know, mine comes with a breakfast. Hers, she's just too far out in the country, you know. So in it, in, it's really absolutely amazing. It's amazing to be connected. That's why we call it VIP connection. And Carrie does sing songs. I don't, I do not sing songs. I do what? not sing songs to, oh my gosh, no, I would not ever sing a song to somebody like that is you. I don't know. I, I just, I'm just too embarrassed of my voice. Well, do you know, I sang this morning too. Do you know which one I sang this morning today? I talked about, um, just give you guys a little sneak peek today. I talked about you're something special. Oh, You're yeah. the only one of your kind. God gave you a body and a bright, healthy mind. And I was like, you know what? We're more alike than we are different, but each one of you has a purpose. You have a calling, you have a plan. Even if you don't believe like I do spiritually, God, you absolutely are one of a kind. And I'm, I care about your individual stories and I care about where you are on this journey. So we talked about that this morning, but I sang this morning. Probably some people, some people never write to me about the singing. Other people are like, loved it. So I never know I how they, it's going over. I, your messages are way better than me. Mine, <laughs> I'll stand here at mine, look out my window and I'm like, I'll be like, I can see the break room in the building across and everybody's eating pizza. Like, look at that. I mean, that's my messages are way different. Yours are so meaningful. Mine are like, get up, get on the scale. Let's go. You know, <laughs> your water. I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's well, funny. Well, I just. Go ahead, Chrissy. I, I was just going to end it. So go ahead. No, I was going to say the same thing. Well, I hope that I just hope that you guys understand that we understand maybe where you've been because of the things we've been in our life. And I don't, I just, I would hate to see anybody let the years go by. And all of a sudden you turn around and you're heavier than you want to be, or you're miserable, or you're in a job you hate, or you live somewhere you can't stand. Like, I don't even understand that. You know, this is, you get one trip, one trip. This is it. This is all you get one trip. So take time to do what makes your soul happy and live the best life you can. And we will not let you stay the same if you come on board with us. Well, obesity kills more people than drugs and alcohol combined. So it's coming for you. Ugh. Death is coming sooner to those of you who do not take this seriously. And we just excuse it away in our society. Why? Because there's no money in healthy people. Healthy, right. healthy people makes a lot of sense, but they sure don't make a lot of dollars. And these food companies are here to profit from your sickness and your death. And we're not going to let that happen. So we love you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. And we will see you guys all on the next one. Thank you. Hey, I'm Christy Code Red. And thank you for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop, free from ads, algorithms, and censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. 
You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.